Welcome to the Chronically Living and How to Make the Most of It podcast. I'm Kelsey Harris, a chronic pain warrior, here to inspire hope and strength to the Spoonie community. Get ready to lift each other up and find ways to live the best life possible. Welcome back to another episode of Chronically Living and How to Make the Most of It. This week, my guest is a chronic pain warrior, a wellness expert, a practitioner for emotional healing, and a certified Pilates instructor who has worked at, with in rehabilitation and pain. Tanya Walker is going to share her story with uh, of chronic pain and how she inspires others to live their best lives. Tanya, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm truly honored to uh, to be a part of this journey and helping others. Amazing. Um, I'm really excited because not only are you a, a chronic pain warrior, but you also work with people with chronic pain. So it's kind of getting the best of both worlds here. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, having been through chronic pain, having lived in chronic pain for so many years, I felt that there's, there's just massive components missing in somebody's healing journey. Um, I'm not saying that the conventional modalities don't work. They certainly do, but they didn't work for me. Right. Okay. So um, let's get started. And uh, maybe you can just tell us about your journey with chronic pain. Um, I know you were in an accident that led to it. So can you tell us what happened? Yeah, for sure. So um, at present, I'm a 54 year old woman. And I have always led a very healthy life, um, fit, healthy diet. um, And I was always optimistic. My cup since I was a child was always half full. And I led a full life as a married woman, as a mother of two children. I had fantastic friends, wonderful life experiences. And what happened to me is a little unconventional. I went for an eyebrow waxing and the table broke below my scapula, which are my shoulder blades. So the table dropped down and I was probably about three or more feet off the ground. And so I went in reverse and I hit the back of my head in the occiput area and my upper back, which is the thoracic spine, and I found myself on my side on the floor. Basically, I was fine. I laughed it off, got up, and went to see my girlfriend, and pretty much had no recollection of being there, having driven myself there, and I woke up the next day in bed and couldn't move. Scary. And uh, yeah, so... In essence, I ended up after, after, you know, MRIs and CAT scans and all the diagnostics uh, that we're lucky enough to have in diagnosing, I had severe soft tissue damage. So I didn't have any structural damage like my vertebrae, but I had soft tissue damage. And then I was diagnosed with, um, with a brain injury after that. And so as time wore on, I just actually got worse and worse and worse. My memory was horrible. I would find my keys in the freezer, my wallet in the pantry. I had very obscure behavior that nobody would know unless they lived in the close confines of my home with me. Um, I remember driving my daughters to school. They were then seven and five. And I found myself on the outskirts of town sitting in the cemetery with my kids in the back seat. And just this horrified look on my daughter when I finally looked at her in the rearview mirror asking in her little voice, mommy, where are we? Mm. And so there was just a lot of, a lot of that, not to mention all the chronic pain, the headaches, the weakness, the exhaustion. Uh, I developed bladder issues because of the impact of the reverse fall. Um, Yeah. So there was surgery there and massive personality changes, depression, 
And to be honest with you, I became a victim of my pain. Mm -hmm. I became a victim and it actually began to define me. And uh, it was a horrible place to be. Yeah, I bet. Um, you know, that, I mean, I think a lot of people don't even realize how much goes along with chronic pain and all of that as well. So um, it's, it's great that you pointed that out. Um, how did your healing journey begin? Um, how did your healing journey begin? So my healing journey began, I would say, mostly it began with mindset. I found that I was having to pick myself up time after time after time. And to be honest, um, there was time that I was so low and so consumed by my pain. I couldn't stand being in my own skin. Um, so I tried a lot of different conventional therapies. And um, I found that they were all a little too aggressive mm. for where I was. They all dealt with the physical aspect of my injury, but none of them addressed the spiritual, the mental aspect, yeah. any of that. So I found myself having a physiotherapist, an acupuncturist, going for a massage, and also seeing a psychologist to talk about the woe is me that I was experiencing day after day. So I'd say my real healing journey began when I discovered this very gifted osteopath in, in my town. And she just had that, that sixth sense that I found very, very attractive on top of the fact that she had very gifted hands. And um, there was just a kindred connection between her and I. So I think a large part of healing means that you have to be able to trust the person whose hands you're in. And you have to be able to be your authentic self, knowing that there's good days and bad days and not to constantly choke down those emotions, but to, to let the tears flow. It's okay to feel, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because when you're, when you're alone in, in this world of, of pain, physical pain is emotional pain, it's mental pain, it's spiritual pain, it's everything that we embody. And you're going to have really crappy days. Mm -hmm. And so it, having someone that you trust is, is really important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I'd say that, that the biggest shift was in my mindset when it was like, okay, Tanya, like enough of this, what you're doing isn't working for you. So on top of the osteopathy, I had to create changes with my, in myself. So I had to shift from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And what that meant for me was that I needed to accept what was happening to me, what had happened, and mourn the loss of who I used to be and the life that I had, and accept where I am now and be very, very present. So that mindfulness combined with introspection I would say was, was a pivotal, pivotal uh, point in, in healing. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it totally makes sense. I think mindset is very underrated sometimes. Right. And, and uh, I actually ended up working with this incredible woman as her physiotherapist assistant with cool. others who had chronic pain and needed rehabilitation. And I was fortunate enough to work with, um, with this amazing rogue physiotherapist that we have here in Canada. And I attended some courses with him and he really dove into that chronic pain is in your brain. Mm. So really working with neuroplasticity, which is as a soul coach, something that I work with no matter what your goal is to see me, but 
Yeah. So the, the neuroplasticity was key, right? It's making, making that shift and, and rewiring your thoughts. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what you're describing is a really holistic approach because you're looking at kind of like a medical aspect and then also like spiritual and, and mindset and stuff. Um, can you um, tell us about how this type of approach um, is more beneficial than maybe just going after a medical approach? Yeah, sure. Um, so first of all, I don't want to discount the medical approach uh, because I don't feel qualified that I can, <laughs> but I am a firm believer in the holistic approach because I feel that we are just more than, than a physical a physical body, right? Our body is our container for everything else. So when someone takes a holistic approach and you can feel their energy, that they really are passionate about healing others or helping people manifest, whatever that is, it's approaching the person as a whole entity in combining what I like to call the three pillars in this incredible trilogy of the mental body, the physical body, and the spiritual body. Because if you have had a physical injury or a physical illness, that is going to affect you emotionally. Mm -hmm. That is going to affect you mentally. That is going to affect your spirit and how you view the world. So healing, in my opinion, should encompass those three pillars. Right. I'm not saying necessarily all at once. I really believe that beginning with, with the mental body is, is imperative because we need to start restructuring our neural transmissions, right? And, mm. and the way that we're looking at our pain. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I found that the holistic approach really allowed me to make that shift. Right. And to really tap into that, that spiritual side that was, that was waiting to be tapped into. I knew it was there. I just didn't know how to bring it out. And when I talk about spirituality, I don't want that to be confused with religion. Right. Because there's no rules around spirituality. Spirituality is just about your heart and it's about love. And when I talk about love, it's self-love. Right. Right. Actually, yeah. um, it kind of reminds me of, of something I read a, quite a while ago about spirituality where um, the writer said, you know, it, even if you believe in, you know, if you're a Star Wars fan and you believe in the force, like that counts as spirituality. Sure. And I was like that because I'm not religious. <laughs> so I was like, that kind of resonates with me. I like Star Wars. Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter what, what you believe, but it's something outside yourself. Yeah, absolutely. It's something outside of yourself. So, so for me, a lot of it is about, is about energy. Because mm -hmm. scientifically, we know we're energy. So that helps a lot of my clients when I'm, when I'm able to explain things that way. So I think it's more where, where the ways of the East are meeting the ways of the West. Right. Right? You know? Totally. Yeah. Um, and then how does the mind-body connection kind of play into this? Like, what does it mean to you and how does it relate to chronic pain? Yeah, so that's a great question. Thanks for asking that. I think when it goes back to, to the beginning of my journey, I was not connected to my body in any way, shape or form. Um, it was just either something felt really great or something felt really crappy. Mm. And so when it comes to healing, the mind-body connection is, it's vital because it means that there's an awareness of what you're feeling. And when you're living in chronic pain, most of us are constantly thinking we're in pain. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people who aren't able to recognize when they're having those good moments or those lesser than moments, right? So it's about taking the wins. So you wanna be able to connect your mind to your body and really get into what's called the felt sense, 
which I learned a lot about in a book by Peter Levine called Waking the Tiger. Um, it talks about the felt sense and our bodies are continuously communicating to us. I mean, this is where the answers are. This is when you're connected and you have that beautiful energetic flow, we have the ability to release. We have the ability to create healthy neural pathways. We have the ability to regenerate healthy cell growth. So as long as we're caught up in our minds, which is where the negativity is, we're really blocking a lot of the sensations that we're meant to feel in our bodies. Right. And I would say that as a Pilates instructor for chronic pain, I could physically see a lack of that connection in my classes, even though I was constantly giving them verbal cues and permission. If you have a sore neck, don't lift your head in an abdominal curl, just use the breath work. But we have this way of really trying to fight through things. Right. Right. Instead of giving ourselves permission to just, to just be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally makes sense. Um, where so where are you now with your chronic pain journey so i would say i'm almost practically healed okay i can feel a lot of pain still when i find myself in stressful situations for instance at this moment i'm back in canada um, because i i do primarily live in costa rica and just coming back into this um this energy of stress Mm -hmm. that we have here, I could feel that in my body. Even though there wasn't anything stressful going on particularly in my life, I could feel that just the fast pace, the traffic, the sounds, all of that. So it, that was a reminder for me, okay, I need to, to come back home, come right. back home to myself, right? Yeah, so I do a lot of um, pain prevention. I have my daily practices and I do a lot of pain prevention. I make sure that I move my joints in multi-directional movements. Because typically, all we do is we get up, we get down, we bend forward, we stand up. Mm -hmm. So our spine is meant to move in multi-directions. Our joints are meant to move in multi-directions. So I also learned as, as uh, being a physiotherapist instructor is that we have to move. Even if there is some pain, we have to move. Our bodies mm -hmm. and so that was something that I that I practiced and it was really really small small steps in the beginning until I was able to have full range of motion Wow yeah awesome um, and you you describe yourself as a soul coach um, which you mentioned earlier so what, what is, exactly does that mean <laughs> so a soul coach um, yeah yeah my journey of chronic pain has led me to become a soul coach because first I worked with the physical as a Pilates instructor. And then I became a practitioner for emotional healing in the realm of somatic emotional healing. Okay. So bringing things from the subconscious up to the conscious, um, really breaking down the body armor, emotional suppression. And basically what happened was that just evolved. That evolved into people coming in for, for sessions with me, private sessions, and really getting a lot out of hearing what I had to say, what I had to share teachings, tools, all of that. And really a soul coach is working with those, with that trilogy, with those three pillars of the mental, physical, and spiritual body. Okay. Because there's a lot of coaches out there and I'm not putting, putting anybody down, but there's a lot of coaches out there that, that, you know, you take a course and you're mandated by 
what your course tells you you can do. Mm -hmm. And for me, we're all unique, beautiful, unique creatures, you know, and we, we come with very, very different experiences. So what you need in your experience may not be what somebody else needs in the same type of experience. Right. Right. So it's really about working, working with a person in their wholeness okay. in who they are as a human being and, and as, as light. Uh, that's, that's really cool. Um, and I like, I like very individualistic approaches because as you mentioned, everybody is unique. Um, so what would working with you look like? I, I mean, obviously it's going to be tailored to each individual, but um, can you kind of give us some examples? Yeah, for sure. So I want to say working with me is completely relaxed and comfortable. If, uh, you know, if we're not in COVID and we can do things one-on-one, I'm like, hey, you know what? Do you want to get down on the floor on a bunch of pillows? Do you want to like lay on my massage table? Do you want to sit in my comfy chair? Let's have some candles going, some gentle music. Like, let's just create a really calming atmosphere. And even if it's virtual, I'm like, hey, you want to show up on camera in your video session in your pajamas? I'm so cool with that. I just want you to be who you are in your authenticity and be completely comfortable so what I like to do in the beginning is I like to share. I think it's really important when you're working with someone that you are connected to them. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody's just constantly telling me about themselves and where they're at and they can't connect to my heart or, you know, what, what I've been through, that, that puts a divide between two people. So I really want people to know that I'm human and they're human and that it's okay. And... I like to educate people um, about their body, about the mind-body connection, about the trilogy and the importance of those three pillars mm-hmm. for the healing journey or for manifestation or pertaining even to healthy relationships, whatever it is. And to know that, that we are unique. And then I like to dive into the central nervous system. I want to find out a little bit of history because we carry ancestral burdens forward in our central nervous system. And so that depends what mechanism you're going to naturally go to. Are you going to go into the fight response, the flight response, or the freeze response? And that is crucial in someone's healing journey. Mm -hmm. That makes a big difference because you can have two people have the exact same injury at the exact same time on the exact same day. And in three weeks, you might be up and walking around and I might be stuck in that chronic pain years later and right. not able to get out of it. Right. Yeah. So we want to have a nervous system that has ebbs and flows, right. That that's resilient. So a lot of it will, will be working with that as well. Um, and then, yeah, working on with the physical, the mental and the spiritual body and, and giving those, those transformational tools. I'm all about homework I like to give people homework. So in between sessions, they can go home and they can practice this. Right. That makes sense. What, what, uh, what are some examples of transformational tools that you w- would uh, suggest using? Breath work. It's free. It's, you know, the autonomic system, it, you know, unless, unless you're diagnosed with a breathing disorder or a breathing illness, then it's just something that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. So it might be, connecting to your breath and really feeling with gratitude for that gift. Maybe you're laying in bed and you're having a crappy day because your body is so riddled with pain, but you can find some positivity in a moment of gratitude of knowing that you're alive and that you have this gift of breath. 
And there's many different types of breath, right? There's ujjayi, there's hypopressive, there's all kinds. But just bringing your attention to that breath will, will bring you to homeostasis in your body. It'll right. bring that calmness. And when you have that calmness, you'll find that you're slowly coming out of muscular contracture. And that is what chronic pain does to us is it keeps mm -hmm. us in a state of contracture. So you can have these tools of prevention and practice them constantly throughout the day and also use them while you're in flare-ups or right. you know, going through a really, really rough time. So yeah, gratitude, journaling, sound, making sound because sound moves energy out of our body, which is why we yell when we're angry, when we stub our toe, we feel better. So there's so many constructive ways that we can use these beautiful free gifts that are all within us. It's just learning how to use them. Right. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I'm going to share with everybody kind of the conversation you and I had before uh, we started recording is because um, you were asking me about my hip injury and you suggested that um, I strengthen my core by using breath work, um, yes. which I thought was really cool and, and something I hadn't really heard of before. Um, and it's something I'm definitely going to try um, going forward because, you know, like you said, having a, a strong core is important um, for healing. So. Yeah. So if I have your permission, I'd like to share this with your, with your listeners, because yeah. this is a great valuable tool. So we have um, our core muscles and when we have chronic pain and we're unable to go to the gym or to run or to do those things, we go into atrophy mm -hmm. and we're still stuck in that muscular contracture because we're resisting pain. So you can gently breathe in through the nose and exhale with that soft, warm, through your mouth and just pull your belly button in not pull it in for dear life just pull it in a little bit and what that's going to do is you're going to feel your pelvic floor activate and you're going to activate the inner core muscles that are instrumental in healing mm -hmm. so if you're someone who's in bed all day do that a few times a day keep your core strong because when your core is strong you know we can support our head our spine can support our head because it's all spine support. Right. Yeah, yeah. totally makes sense. I love it. It's great advice. So I know, I know there are listeners out there who, who really only have like certain, you know, amount of hours a day that they can even really get up and move around. So this is something great that, like you said, they can do in bed. Yeah. And, and, and to be gentle on yourself, right? Mm -hmm. To know your limits. Like for someone starting, they might begin with just three of those breaths a day. Right. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a race. Um, it's not a race. It's, it's, it's an individual journey. And, and I learned that the hard way because I really would push myself and then I would just exacerbate myself and I'd find myself back in bed for four days, you know, in my little pity party. <laughs> I was like, who hasn't done that? <laughs> right. Who hasn't done that? Right. And, and, and acknowledging it, acknowledging it as part, as part of the human experience because mm -hmm. we resist so much. So acceptance acceptance is so valuable when when you want to heal to just accept where you're at and take those small wins and celebrate them without putting yourself down and being in the future wanting to get at that finish line yeah for sure yeah. um earlier you mentioned that you moved to costa rica um which i love costa rica <laughs> i went there on vacation and it was just like the most amazing place um so why um why did you decide to move there and i know you do some retreats and stuff down there so what what inspired all of that yeah so 
actually it was a family it was a family vacation that we went down to Costa Rica I'd wanted to give my girls an experience somewhere they'd never been I didn't know anyone who had really been there before so I literally googled I'm embarrassed to say I googled Costa Rican beaches with no riptides <laughs> because we're not swimmers <laughs> and and these two beaches came up and I'm like okay that's where we're going so we spent one week in one place and two weeks in the other place and the second place I would go to the beach every morning and meditate and on my way home on my bicycle I literally had what's called an awakening I had heard that term before and I thought it was for those people those woo-woo people <laughs> And now it was happening to me. And basically what I did was I got back to my rental house and I told my family I was quitting my job. I was opening my private practice and I was coming back. This was in January and I was coming back for the month of April and nobody could stop me. Okay. It was that powerful. And so that's what I did. I went back for the month of January, not knowing anybody there and not knowing why I was there. And I just kept asking my higher self, why am I here? Why am I here? And it said, you're going to open a retreat company and you're going to bring women down from Canada and you're going to heal them. And so that's exactly what I did. And the next time I went down, I said, I would really like to own land here, but I can't afford it. And then a small piece of property fell within my budget. So I purchased it. And, um, Long story short, I sold 90% of my belongings and I went down with my massage table, two suitcases, and I built a very tiny property completely alone in a country. I didn't speak the language or know anybody, but that was also part of me walking my walk as a coach because if I'm going to empower you, I need to have done the work myself, right? Right. So um, I went down there and then uh, women were coming down to work with me and, and um, in this very soulful, very high energy environment that was very very conducive to healing mm. yeah for sure yeah. um I, I know my experience in Costa Rica was only for a couple of weeks but my friend and I and my friend that I went with um she was also a guest on the show she has a lot of allergies and and then of course with um my my condition and we both felt we were healthier down there than we had ever been in Canada just based on um on eating and um, the lifestyle and the weather and, and everything um, really contributed a lot to both of our health, which was amazing. Right. So, so where, where I built my property was in what's called a blue zone and there's five blue zones in the world. And this is where people live the longest are the healthiest and are the happiest. So I was just, it was just navigated, navigated there. And, and I do teach, I do teach that mind body connection. And along with that mind body connection comes inner wisdom. Mm. And there's people that are afraid to listen to that inner wisdom because at the end of the day, you know, what's right. And you know, what's wrong. It's like walking into a room. You can feel that energy and know if that's for you or it's not. Right. And tapping into that that inner wisdom was something that was very, very valuable to my getting in alignment as a healer, as a soul coach to help empower other women. Uh, makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I guess either pre-COVID or post-COVID kind of going forward, what would someone expect from participating in one of these uh, retreats with you? So being your complete, unapologetic, authentic self is key. As long as you're not living, not you, but as long as someone is not living in authenticity, 
you're hindering your healing journey mm -hmm. because you may be continuing to people please. You may continue to live in an environment that is not healthy for you where your emotional needs are not met. Mm -hmm. So it's really about becoming empowered in who you are in your own personal and unique experiences. And to know that you're in a safe space, whether it's a retreat or it's even an online virtual session, you are in a safe space that holds absolutely no judgment and it just holds support and unconditional love. And so I like to teach the value of the chakras how they affect the mind, body, and soul, how they affect our health, how they affect our decisions. Work with people to find where they're blocked. Mm -hmm. How, I mean, there's a, we all have inner child healing work to do. Let's, let's be honest, right? Based upon negative experiences from our childhood, mm -hmm. whether it be traumatic or not, it's still, it still lingers inside of us. So really learning about yourself and getting into introspection. It's like, it just helps you shed those layers. And before you know it, you're just, you're feeling joyful. You're feeling lighter. You're able to attain those goals, whether, no matter what those goals are, it just helps you get closer. Right. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and as a chronic pain warrior, how are you making the most of your life right now? So I have to say that I'm really um, using my tools. There's not a day that goes by where I don't use my tools of prevention. I listen to my body. I listen to the felt sense. I, I have really learned to recognize my triggers because triggers are huge when it comes to chronic pain. Mm -hmm. Stress is huge when it comes to chronic pain. And what's, what are the stresses? that are helping, you know, keep that chronic pain alive because chronic pain, it doesn't want to go anywhere. It wants to keep you exactly where you are. So becoming fearless, becoming vulnerable is really challenging for a lot of us. Mm -hmm. Learning how to ask for help is really, really difficult for us. But if you have a really good tribe behind you, even one soul person in your soul tribe, that person's going to be there to support you. And I think one of the, the most difficult things for people is um, there's, a, there's a lack of emotional intelligence around us. There's a lack of emotional awareness. And people don't know how to show up right? because we're not taught. They'll say, well, you know what? Like, I offered, so just ask. Well, then you know what? If someone has offered, then ask. Don't be ashamed to ask. Love yourself enough. So... I use all these tools of prevention. I keep my cup half full. I really try to find that balance. I, I do my spiritual practices every day because they help, especially during this time in COVID. Yeah. Um, as a practitioner, how do you inspire your clients to make the most of their lives? Well, I have to say that I've been lucky enough to have my clients share their, their souls with me. Um, and I can honestly say that I derive my inspiration from them. I derive my inspiration from where I used to be in a place that I couldn't possibly imagine getting to where I am today. Mm -hmm. So I derive my inspiration from my growth mindset, from constantly looking at my cup as being half full. And I can, I can share that 
it was probably a few years back I was given a I was giving a retreat in Costa Rica and I fell very very sick very sick and I actually thought I was dying I became very very dehydrated and they were thinking whether to call um, a helicopter to airlift me out and as the, the the doctor in the clinic in Costa Rica fantastic service by the way was talking to me I remember just closing my eyes and being very grateful for this moment and really filling up with gratitude and saying how precious life is and how thankful I am and that I'm going to trust in the process and I'm not going to freak out mm-hmm. and that I, I'm going to believe that everything's going to be okay and everything's going to work out the way as it should and so I'm just going to trust in that process so I get a lot of my inspiration from from mindset and and from others and to be honest just a lot of um behaviors just from human behavior where people are lacking that emotional wherewithal to really see the bigger picture because we're coming from a place of limiting belief we're coming from a place of all we know from being conditioned so we're not coming from a place of consciousness we're not coming from a place of seeing things as they really are we're seeing things just as we know them to be and so when you open, when you tap into that and you open yourself up, your healing can propel because you're more accepting of what is. So you're living in acceptance versus resistance. You're living in, you're living in reconstruction rather than destruction. Mm, awesome. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, um, and I would say, self, sorry, and, and, and self-love. I inspire from, from self-love, how to set emotional boundaries, how to live in accordance with your values, how to let go of those limiting beliefs and to truly not stop trying. Don't, don't give up. Don't, it could have been so easy for me to give up, just to throw in the towel, but I had to believe that there was something out there that could help me. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. amazing. That's great advice. Um, and where can we follow you on social media? Oh, thanks for asking that. You can follow me on Instagram under Tanya Walker Wellness. You can follow me on Facebook. I have an open page where there's a ton of um, videos of soul coaching from all kinds of topics. Tanya Walker Wellness. You can go to my website, tanyawalkerwellness.com. Awesome. And, um, you know, and, and, and my goal is to just help others get to where they want to be in their chronic pain journey, uh, their emotional journey. It's all, it's all tied into one. You know, we can't separate it. It's all tied into one. And, and we all deserve to, to feel whole. We all deserve to feel loved and we all deserve to be supported Absolutely. without judgment. Absolutely. Yeah. Tanya, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a, it was fun. And, uh, and I think you're doing some really beautiful stuff here. The world needs it. And the world needs more people like you in it right now. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and okay. to all my amazing chronic illness and chronic pain listeners, thank you for tuning in and keep making the most of it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Chronically Living Podcast. If you love this week's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Until next week, stay strong.